This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Wednesday. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. And Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Clary hanging out with you guys. Rico, what's up, man? How are we doing today? Hello. Are you doing all right? I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm chilling, relaxing. Got a belly full of French toast. That was delicious this morning. It was Shout very, out to Matt. It was very, very amazing. But enough about me. And enough about food. Nick has some news that yeah. I need to play the sounder. All right, so go ahead. We, we can find the breaking news sounder. We'll be we'll be all good there. Um, if you can if you can find if it relatively it. quickly, um, you might have to change the. Uh, there, there it is. It is. So this this just came across my uh, my Twitter feed. Husker baseball and softball will begin their seasons in early February. Usually they'll start somewhere, whether it's tropical, somewhere warmer than Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, Florida, Texas, Florida, California. Texas, California. Arizona. Indoor stadiums. Uh, I know Nebraska's going to play in the in U.S. It's still U.S. Bank Stadium up in Minneapolis, right? Yes. Well, either way, they're going to play up in a tournament up there with a couple top teams. Ole Miss, uh, Vanderbilt will be up there. Then Nebraska will have to face in, in baseball. No big deal. But this this comes off the field. This is off the field news. Now, if you didn't know, there's a couple things that the NCAA has been looking at potentially changing for uh, NCAA baseball and softball. For for baseball. You are you are granted a total of I want to say eleven and a half scholarships, I believe that's the number. Okay. For for college baseball athletes, so that a staff has to distribute between the entire um, entire roster, and I can you know what I can double check because I want to make sure that you're getting all of this right. Yeah, yeah scholarship it's very, very important limits. Um, but prior to this, also okay, here we go. So under NCAA rules, a Division One baseball team's eleven point seven scholarships, so just a little under twelve, mm-hmm. can be divided between a maximum of twenty seven players on a thirty five player roster. That is crazy. Yes. Um. With all pl- now, here's the crazier part: with all players on the athletic scholarship having to receive a minimum of twenty five percent. So you can only split so, one scholarship four ways. Yes. You you can offer a full ride. Yeah. But I, that takes one I full wouldn't. scholarship away from your 11.7. So okay. So that's okay. what when when you get down to the nitty-gritty part of this, it's kind of fascinating to think about. Now, another thing um that that college baseball has needed to change or or at least look at changing for a, a very long time has been the the elimination of volunteer coaches and the elimination of of basically non full time coaches. I, if you want to call it part time, I suppose they put in full time hours. They don't get paid. Yeah, um, full time salaries, or they don't get paid at all. No. I mean, for volunteer coaches. So Kendall Rogers of D one Baseball just tweeted out a little bit ago. 
The NCAA Division I Council has approved a measure to turn all volunteer positions in baseball and softball and in all sports, he says, into a full-time coaching position without recruiting constraints. That's big. Volunteers will officially become full-time coaches on July 1st of 2023 when the new fiscal year begins. Mm -hmm. So, so one more year of volunteering, and then you'll start getting paid. Yes. Yeah. That is that is amazing. That is fantastic and something that baseball and softball have kind of been pleading with the NCAA mm-hmm. with for the longest time. Just We have these volunteers who spend all of these hours working with the team because, you know, we, we would like to have more coaches, and they, we, we can't pay them the way that they deserve to be paid. And, oh, also, it would be great to have them help out with recruiting, but we can't do that. So now the NCAA – Making us taking a step forward, yep. uh, allowing these assistants to be paid uh, and be able to help out with recruiting. I wonder what their titles would be. So here's here is basically just to put it into Nebraska's uh, in a Nebraska scope. Obviously, Will Bolt, the head coach. Your two Nebraska's two full time assistants were Jeff Christie and Lance Harvell. Mm-hmm. Lance Harvell, obviously uh, heading up the recruiting side of things, and then. The first base coach and another assistant coach, Danny Marcuso, was the volunteer assistant. Mm-hmm. And so, with uh, uh, here's another thing: is the how Kendall Rogers pointed out that there's not going to be any recruiting restrictions or constraints when this third assistant goes on full time. That's a big part as well because that's another body that Nebraska can send out on the road mm-hmm. to recruit guys to watch guys whether it's whether it's if there's a tournament going on in Omaha and there's a tournament going on in western Nebraska or Colorado or down in Kansas City or a prospects tournament going down going on down in Arizona wherever it may be that's why there's value there mm-hmm. there's value because you're not stretched so thin you can spread out to a bunch of different places as opposed to having two three people only going to three mm-hmm. places maybe you miss out on somebody in a different place because you didn't have enough people to send out there and that's going to be less mileage for those other coaches that they have to get, that they have to drive or fly or, or what have you which is going to be a lot better for them uh, mentally and physically as well yeah so it's really honestly um, it's much needed for like Will or uh, like Kendall Rogers said, Will Rogers, not the Mississippi State quarterback, the uh, D one baseball writer, Kendall Rogers. Um, that's what it's. It's very, very much needed in all sports, but especially baseball and softball, mm-hmm. um, because you have a guy like Danny Marcuso who's who's involved in all the play, in all the youth camps. He's involved in the day to day operations of of coaching this this baseball team, but as a volunteer assistant, and so. Um, that's crazy. It's being just a volunteer being a first base, third base yeah, coach. He, he was the first base coach ever since he's been here for Nebraska, and not getting at least paid for Boy, it. I should say. That, I mean that that just means you've you've got to have another job yeah. on top of you know doing that job, then finding time to go to practices, go on the road to to games, and just like hey, you know your job. I'm sure they're very understanding, but it's like hey, we're going up to you know Rutgers for a couple of days. You know I, I I'm gonna be out that long. That's that's more money you're missing out on from that job because again you're not getting paid from the university for being a coach. So yeah. uh, fun fact: Todd Frazier played at Rutgers. Anyway, go ahead and go. Props to uh props to those volunteers for sticking through it all these years, and uh, now you'll now you'll get paid like you deserve to. Yeah. So um. Good news for for Husker athletics, for baseball, softball, all those um, people in charge as well, and, and also like Will Bolt because now that's another thing 
there's going to be more draw to coach in baseball because let's say on the off chance there's a coach leaves gets a new job right um one of the assistant coaches gets bumped up to a head coach gets a head coaching gig or or just moves on for whatever reason whether it's let go whether it's fired whether it's um they they move on for a better job mm-hmm. there's more pull and you could potentially as Nebraska they would have to um for example, I mean, they go out and get a a, a a good assistant coach or an up-and-coming assistant coach. You're not here as a volunteer. You don't have to bump anybody else down to a volunteer. It's mm-hmm. that you are a, a part of the three full-time assistant coaches now um, in baseball, softball worlds, or in all sports worlds. So it's it's a big move. Um, next up that Nebraska, or that uh, the NCAA needs to approve is is a bigger, a larger scholarship limit for a lot of those sports that get fewer scholarships. So many sports. I mean, think I, about I that. Like, Once again, a part a, of me understands. You know, track and field has a massive roster. Mm-hmm. They don't have a lot of scholarships to spread between them. So, like, I mean, once again, speaking specifically with baseball, eleven point seven scholarships to, and they can use it over on a maximum of twenty seven guys. So, and you can only split one scholarship four ways. Yep, because it has to be a minimum of twenty five percent scholarship. So. Which I think that's where that's where GPA and grades and academic scholarships also come into play. Um, if you want to get you know your entire schooling paid for, or you want to get at least a bigger portion of it paid for, um, but that's what like it's crazy when obviously these are the sports that either don't make a whole lot of money for the university or um, or even lose money. Where where sports like football and and Nebraska volleyball they make up for it. Um, this is one of those where. I mean, it, more scholarships down the road would be very helpful and beneficial for a staff to really put a place like Nebraska over the top in baseball, over the top. Um, but this, I guess, supposedly this is. I mean, I suppose to say, this is easy to step one. Yeah. In in moving towards that, uh, you know, hope and, and uh, I suppose uh, expectation for Nebraska baseball. So I looked up the scholarship limits for track and field. Mm-hmm. 312 schools in NCAA D1 offer track and field scholarships. They can award a maximum of 18 scholarships to women's athletes and 12.6 scholarships to men's athletes. Really? How many? So how many we'll track just say, and field athletes are on a on a team? Well, I, I can't tell you the specifics, but we'll just say there's about three people per event. Let's take a look here. 100, 200, 400, 800, 1500, 3200. So they they like, could, they could put more that, I mean, that towards takes up women, all your scholarships. Yeah. That takes scholarships, up pretty much all your scholarships right there. Then you have all the field events. Uh I there are people who do multiple events. I understand that, but you've got a lot of people per I like I'm just saying three people per event. You know, through five events, that's going to take most of your scholarships, if not all of your scholarships. It's crazy. So, how, like the, the oh, track and field. I'm yeah. looking up gymnastics. The way to spread those scholarships out is just wild. All right, track and field. We're going to try to. We're going to try to not. I mean, I don't think this. you're going to be able to find like an exact roster like number. I'm sure it, like fluctuates. Women's track and field: two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen. There's just scholarships. Twenty. 22, 24, 26, 28, 30, 32, 34, 36, yep. 38, 40, 42, nice. 44, 46, 48, 50, 52, 54, 56, 58. Yeah, it's so much fun. 60. I would not want to be a track and field coach. Okay, for there's, they're 64. 18 scholarships. So you got to spread it out. 
I'm sure you have a lot of walk-ons. Yeah, but 18 scholarships. And somebody on here said, uh, Craig said, NIL saves solves all those issues for uh, baseball scholarships. Okay, this I'm gonna say this in like the nicest way that I possibly can. How much NIL? How many eyes are drawn to baseball, softball, track and field as opposed to a football, men's and women's basketball, volleyball? Mm-hmm. Uh, like I understand baseball is very popular here in Nebraska, but for the casual baseball fan, if somebody from the baseball team were to walk past you on the street, I don't think you'd not recognize not them. wearing Nebraska not gear. wearing their gear. I don't think you'd recognize them. Yeah, well, so and that's and, I mean, and, and if you want to talk, and that's not like me baseball. being rude. It's just no. nil. I understand that people believe that nil is this you know fix all for scholarship issues in all of these sports, but again. It's name, image, and likeness. If if it comes to baseball at a place that's not Vanderbilt, Ole Miss, somewhere in the southeast part of the country, somewhere that's extremely popular, and I understand that baseball is extremely popular here in the state of Nebraska, but that's again, there's a, a certain group of people who really enjoy Husker baseball mm-hmm. and will be able to tell you everything about everyone. It's not the same as. Again, volleyball, basketball, football. Yeah. So, which I mean, that's just one of the growing pains, I suppose, um, <laughs> with the, with the smaller sports and NIL. Even okay, I want to be I want to be careful. Also, I also want to put this out there: NIL doesn't make every and or Husker football player rich either. No, I, I, not I, every Husker football player has NIL opportunities. Bingo, bingo. Um. I remember talking to a player just about two months ago in November. Yeah, in November. And in the middle of a large group, he stands up and he, he talks about NIL. And he's like, listen, NIL is not what you guys think it is. I'm not getting notices every day saying, oh, yeah, you got a new NIL opportunity to earn 300 bucks." He goes, I get an NIL. And this was a starter on Nebraska's defense this season. A starter on Nebraska's defense this season was two seasons ago as well, and I believe he, yeah, he yes, he, he comes back and he will come back next year and he will potentially, I mean, planning. I'm kind of penciling him in to be a starter. If it's the person that I think yes. you're talking about, yes. I believe so as well. And so, um, he he stood up and said, "I'm I'm not getting nil oppor- like we don't get nil opportunities every single day." He said, "I've gotten it in the last month and a half, which was in season." Mm-hmm. I, he's like, I've gotten two things for 25 bucks a piece to post about social media or to post on social media. So that's a starter in so, the heart of football. Season. So NIL, I, I understand that NIL is great and, and it, it, it is a boost. It was needed. But to, to have this kind of blanket thought that it's going to cover scholarship issues or cover tuition or help with like, I, I think that's that's a short minded thought. Um Unfortunately, because maybe there is a time where you can unfortunately, or, or yeah, everybody, that's the thing. It, it, not everybody's signing with Dr. Pepper. Not everybody's signing with, with uh, a heat and air company, I suppose, and doing a commercial that gets millions of views. And not, I think also a lot of these, um, it, it's a cutthroat business, the whole NIL game, where if the business, especially if it's a little bit bigger of a company, if they don't get the results, we talk about the, the sport being a results-driven process, right? If in this area, the NIL, with a specific athlete, they don't get the results, they don't get the bump in sales, they don't get the increase in um, in, in eyeballs on their company, 
okay, hey, it's a, it's a business. We're going to move on from you. We're going to go to another, yep. another athlete. Or we're not even going to go the NIL route anymore. The collectives are obviously huge helpers. They obviously lend a helping hand in this whole entire thing. But even then, the collectives, yes. they decide who they're going to send their money at. And again, exactly. in a nice way, as nice a way as I, as I can say it, how many NIL collectives are going to look at, you know, uh, the the third string offensive lineman or the fourth string tight end and just be like, yeah, yep. here's some money because you're a Husker football player. No, the collectives are sending their money to the quarterback, the starting running back, maybe the starting receiver, and maybe an offensive lineman that comes in that they think could be a big boost. Yeah, and I, you know what? Honestly, if you're one of those people that is still on the fence about NIL or is like, yeah, like NIL is good, but I still want you know school and education to matter. Well, then it's it's right where you kind of want it because if you are a baseball player, if you are in one of those lesser you know sports that don't earn as much money, I should say, I don't want to say lesser sports because yeah. that would come across as as you know incorrect. Um, if you are in one of those that has more constraints and restrictions and and doesn't have, get a lot of eyeballs like football does or like volleyball does, then. Yeah, school is is ultra important, especially for baseball specifically. Since we were just talking about those numbers, eleven point seven scholarships to spread across twenty seven guys, and you can the minimum that you can send out is twenty five percent. And so, a lot of those guys, even the starters, are not having full ride scholarships. So it's hey, if you want to get, there's still incentives there to have good grades and have those have, academic scholarships yes, are going to help. Those academic scholarships are more than likely most of the money going bingo. to college. Bingo. So uh, there's multiple ways to look at this, tons of different angles. Um still needs regulation, still needs rules, still needs uh, a lot of a lot of hard work done to it to make it um exactly what we want it, which I'm I'm not sure you could ask five pe- different people how they want NIL to operate and they would give you five different answers. Yeah. So um, that's just the future of of college athletics. But so I, back to the main story. It's big news that uh, all volunteer assistant coaches will no longer be volunteer assistant coaches at the start of the new fiscal year, uh, July first of twenty twenty three. So Huskers, as of right now, if the staff is to stay the same, which you would hope so, um, Huskers baseball assistant coach Danny Marcuso will no longer be a volunteer assistant and will move into a full time role where he is. Uh, there's no recruiting restrictions either. So. Um, definitely a good change to all sports, not just baseball, not just softball, but to all sports in uh, the NCAA. When we come back, let's talk. Let's talk about the history because Rico Rico kind of made a, a was was enlightened today. I don't know what happened. My brain With, turned on. Yeah, today. Suppose, it decided to turn on. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't listen, happen listen, often. Rico, it's a Wednesday. It's January 11th. It's time to time to make our it brain work. It doesn't happen today. often, but it turned on today. And. He kind of was walking through the, you know, how how a recruit at their age right now, where Nebraska football was at, and and kind of what their thought process is going on right now mm-hmm. as a recruit, um, because obviously signing days, I mean the later signing days coming up here in a little under a month. And and early signing day has come and gone, and Nebraska has a new coach. And so let's talk about this. Four zero two four six four five six eight five Honda Lincoln Hotline, Starter Heyman Text Line. Both those open for you guys. Uh, we'll be right back on the happy hour. Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. dot 